0: Hello and welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. This is episode number 80. A brief overview on how to teach swim lessons to autistic kids. That's right. Today we are taking a look at autism and in a swim lesson setting and a few tips provided by the American Red Cross and their Swimming Water Safety book. Now, there's a section here about teaching lessons to kids with autism and we're gonna get right into it with a brief overview and some tips and thoughts on my own experience. Let's get started. So right today we're going to talk about autism in a swimming lesson environment, and I was recently looking at the American Red Cross and their swimming safety, swimming water safety book. It's a 230-some page book full of information about swimming. You can get it online; it's free. Uh, they have a PDF available for you to download if you wanted to do that. Um, but I initially went there because I was looking at. I was looking for their updated level criteria for their swim lessons. Now, one of my assistant coaches works with American Red Cross and another job that she does during the day, during the summer. And she was telling me about how um, I I made some comment about how level one in American Red Cross had 16 different skills. And she was like, well, that doesn't make sense because there's only three Um, and they're go underwater, uh, supported front glide, supported back glide. And I was like, hmm, that sounds a lot like swimming ideas levels. Uh, but uh, she also, I think that they, they've adapted it a little bit for their program. So like always in a in a typical American Red Cross fashion, uh, most facilities and programs have taken the general guidelines of American Red Cross and adapted it for their own purposes. Uh, but with that said, uh, I wanted to I was looking for their level of structure, right? I was looking for an updated list of, uh, what their skills are, what their move-out criteria was, and kind of just a general update on their levels. Uh, and I came across uh, the water swimming water safety PDF. And as I was scrolling through it on page 170, I saw a heading for autism and realized that the interview that I've been promising you has not arrived. Um, and I do apologize for that. Still working on getting someone qualified to talk to about autism. But in the meantime, I figured I would read through here and give you an update on some general information for swimming with autism. Uh, so uh, generally the book here, which I'm quoting out of, and I'm going to read portions of, uh, is the redcross.org. And it's I'll put the link in the show notes. And it's from their book, swimmingwatersafety.pdf. And this is on page 170. And autism is also called the Autistic Spectrum Disorders is usually first diagnosed in early childhood, and the exact cause of autism is unknown, although the prevalence of autism is on the rise, and that may be for better um, diagnoses. So one out of every 158-year-olds in the U.S. has autism, and it frequently occurs with other health conditions, such as seizures, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, sleep disorders, depression, or cognitive impairment. Uh, Individuals with autism may have difficulty with fine or gross motor skills and sensory perception. And I just want to unpack that last sentence for a second. Autistic people may have difficulty with fine or gross motor skills and sensory perception. So fine motor skills would be using your fingers to pick up objects or do specific tasks. Gross motor movements or skills would be moving your arms in circles in a la freestyle or backstroke or 11 y eat 11 or the macro uh, kicking skills breaststroke butterfly freestyle flutter kicks stuff like that so they may have limited ability to manipulate or move their limbs in a coordinated fashion Uh, and that's not to say that they cannot do that but that it may take more than more time than normal to get them to do it in an effective manner. And it may not be as precise as someone else that you may be teaching of an equal age. Um, so be aware of that. There, there may be an inability to move their body or with the control that you may be asking for and that you may need to take things slowly and repetitively. Now, autism affects, I'm continuing reading here. This is from American Red Cross and their swimming water safety book. Uh, Autism affects how a person communicates, interacts with others socially, and participates in many activities. Uh, Communication impairments associated with autism often result in slower processing of information and delayed atypical or non-existent speech. Uh, So it may be difficult for them to understand you, and they may have troubles relating to you as you speak with them. Uh, Some individuals with autism may not make eye contact or be able to appreciate others' perspectives. Now, this is a common thing that you may see with most kids. Um, And when I'm coaching, I don't care if the kids are looking at me or not unless I'm physically demonstrating something. Um, Otherwise, if I'm just speaking, they don't have to be looking at me. And I know this bothers a lot of swim coaches and swim instructors because they think, if you're looking at me, you're paying attention to me. And that's not always the case. And they don't always need to look at you. They may already know what you're describing and don't need to be facing you at that time. So with autistic kids, uh, it's especially important to recognize that they may be listening if they're not looking at you. And they may not like looking at people in the eye. It may be upsetting for them. Uh, So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, They may also, uh, and this is another common thing to most kids, not be able to appreciate others' perspectives. Uh, a good thing I learned when I was working um, I can't remember where I read this, but I think it was with USA swimming and, uh, and I think it was the foundations of coaching with USA swimming with their sports. Um, I think it's their sports uh, consultant that comes out, and they said a, a good tech or a tactic that most people use is you know you you're, we're waiting for you because now nobody else can hear. You know, you need to be quiet because other people can't hear you if you're talking. And that doesn't work with kids because they don't have the concept of the other or the other person's perspective or empathy yet. Autistic children may not have that at all or may never develop it. So in this regard, it's important to teach them or to talk to them in in a framework that involves them and not other people. So you wouldn't be able to say something like, we're, we're waiting for you and nobody else can hear because you're making noise and splashing. So you need to be quiet because other people can't hear now. Like they don't care. They're like other people smother people and whatever. Instead, it's better to frame it as, are you finished? And they'll be like, what? And like, are you finished going underwater? I can't continue until you are done, whatever it is you're doing. And then you put it on them and you, you frame it. From their perspective, you say, you are making action and you need to stop before we can continue. So it frames it into their worldview and their center, um, their perspective. Um, So I'll just continue reading here. Um, Many people with autism may engage in ritualized, ritualized, so or repetitive behavior and may not adjust well to changes in routine or environment. Now you may have some autistic kids that wanna do private lessons with you. Uh, If this is the case, if they engage in ritualized, so a sequence of events that's very specific, or repetitive behavior, um, putting their foot in the water, taking it out, putting their foot in the water, taking it out, putting their foot in the water, taking it out. You may need to remember that when you're structuring your swim lessons to always have a set pattern of expectation for them, so maybe that's get in the water, do two jumps, um, and then go underwater two times, do a front glide. You know, you have to establish that repetition, and if you if it's important to them, then you can keep that routine going, and then at the end of your your pattern or routine, then you would layer in a new skill, and you would have to prepare them for that with cueing and advance notice. So, for example, if your routine was to get in the water, do two bobs, do three streamlines, do three streamlines with three strokes of freestyle, do a flip, um, and then do three backstrokes, streamlines, and then three streamlines on your back with three strokes of backstroke, do a flip, and then do something new, maybe breaststroke, then you might say, um, previously you're like here's what we're doing next and then after that we're gonna be doing something new so you would like prepare them or at the beginning of the day say we're gonna do our typical routine and at the end of the day we're gonna learn something new specifically related to breaststroke. Um, and maybe you know that gives them an, an update of what's to come, an expectation of something changing. Uh, because if they are ritualized and they do want that repetitive behavior they may not adjust well to changes in routine, uh, so it's, cl- it's good to give them clear updates and to maintain a routine. And you can create a routine that allows new and different skills to happen. Uh, you just have to make sure that it's expected and it's not wildly deviant because it may be difficult for them to handle the change in progress and, and order that you have. Uh, and if you're following our lesson plans that Swimming Lessons Ideas provides, It's very accommodating to autism in this regard. Uh, So we have a clear progression. If you use the general lesson plans, which are new, they're $9.99. There's one sheet for each level. uh, And they're really good at giving you a template for a standard routine. Activity, you know, do an activity, do an activity related to the first one, and then do a challenge. Like that's a routine. Activity, activity, challenge. Or activity, activity, game. And as you go through, you may have to play the same activities, sorry, do the same activities and play the same games over and over again for an autistic person, Uh, but maybe you can start layering in new activities and new games slowly over time. And as their repertoire and expectation of activities grows, you can, you draw from a diverse bank of them after you've introduced them in a series uh, over time. So... Keep that in mind. Clear expectations and routines are effective sometimes with kids with autism. Um, In an acquire so, uh, going back here to the book, um, some people with autism react fearfully to new situations, while others have very little fear, and that lack of fear may lead them to dangerous situations. So, in an acquire environment, the. In an aquatic environment, this means that some people with autism may need to significantly may need significantly more time to adjust to being around water because uh, they may not be able to handle socially how water interacts with them. Uh, while other ones may need vigilant supervision because they may be unable to fully appreciate the dangers associated with water. So they may not be able to understand that water can kill you. And that if you're leaping off into the deep end and you can't swim they may drown they may not have a concept of that so it may be required to be actively intervening with them or keeping a close one-on-one eye um, and this is going to be a, a comment that comes up frequently here and i haven't said it yet but i should have the, the instructors and you if you're the aquatic professional needs to be having a dialogue with the parents of any autistic kid in your program to make sure that you and the parent are on the same page and you're going into your lessons with clear expectations on what needs to happen for their child. Um, And this is something that they're going to know based on their kid, uh, whether or not you need vigilant supervision because they can't appreciate or understand the concept of dangerous aquatic environment. Going back to the book here, um, it is important to recognize that autism is a spectrum of disorders. So sometimes the needs of those with higher functioning autism are overlooked because they don't possess the social intercommunicative skills to express their needs. So they may not be talking or responding to you, and they may need something that you can't (laughs) relate to. Um, While people who are lower functioning and less able to participate in mainstream activities may have many more apparent needs than higher functioning individuals. So even though someone has autism and is high functioning, you may still need to treat them uh, with a bit more special care and attention. Uh, then uh, you may otherwise like uh, they may otherwise appear to need because they may not be expressing themselves that they need it. Um, but just remember that every each person with autism is unique and may have different needs for participation in the water. Uh, so here's some tips that the Red Cross puts in their book on for lifeguards, swim instructors, and aquatic staff to better work with individuals with autism. And we've touched on a few of these already. Uh, number one is maintain routines. Now, if you follow our swimming lesson plans, you can stick to those plans and just use them. That That's your routine. You don't have to do anything wildly deviant. In fact, you would simply follow the plans every week, maybe the same plan every week. Uh, you can give them the laminated sheet and they can read it if they're of an age that can read. Uh, you can uh, use the general lesson plans and just do the first option on each of the skills, so activity, activity, and challenge. You can follow the lesson plans on the back of those general lesson plans. Like I said, they are ninety nine. You can land made them, print them out. There's four sheets, one for each level. They have um, pretty much all the information that you need for any level uh, for swim lessons on that one sheet. They're really effective. But um, if you can just follow those lesson plans and maintain your routine, this is number one that American Red Cross suggests for uh, the tips for instructors and lifeguards and aquatic staff working with autism is to maintain routines. Uh, so that's very important. Uh, give war- Number two is give warnings of upcoming changes in activities or schedule. So for example, uh, we talked about this earlier. If you're going to introduce a new skill, give warning in advance that you're going to be introducing a new skill and maybe what that is. So maybe if you have a lesson plan on you, you can show them the new lesson plan for that day Uh, And they generally follow the same routine, Uh, but you can say, all right, but we're gonna do this skill instead of that skill today. And here's why, because it's a new thing and we're gonna learn something new because you have to learn something here. Uh, So give warnings of changes in activities and the schedule in which you do things, or even just the time of day that they're gonna be taking their lessons. Uh, Number three is use visuals to give directions if possible, and try to pair those visuals with verbal instructions. So demonstrate. Uh, If you can demonstrate, fantastic. If you have the visual swim skill sheets, so streamline, position 11, supported glides, unsupported glides, um, these are included in the swim lesson, uh, the digital swim lesson plans and the physical ones. You can show them the pictures and the words that go along with what we're doing. So these visual swim skills sheets, for example, supported back glides, Uh, there's a picture of a supported backlight and then there's a script and there's a description of what that script means. So for example, uh, stand up straight, turn around away from the teacher, put your shoulders in the water, tilt your head back and push off to me. So this is a very standard routine and specific way of speaking that would be effective with autism. And then if you had the person read, look at the picture, read it, And then read the goals, which are next to the script portion. And it says goals for backlide. I'm reading off the visual swim skill sheet that's included in our swim lesson plans for $39.99. Number one, be straight, flat body at the surface, ears in the water. Number two, head mostly perpendicular to surface, looking up slightly over toes. Number three, horizontal push at start, no up and down motions. Tilt head back ensures flatter initial movement. And the final bullet point, gentle whole leg kicks. So that's kind of describing in general what a supported backlide should look like. Uh, And if your child with autism can read, it may be beneficial to give them this laminated sheet when you come to the backlide portion of your swim lessons. So this is in tandem with number three on the American Red Cross swimming water safety. This is on page 171. The third bullet point being use visuals to give directions and try to pair with verbal instructions. So you can demonstrate, show them a picture, show them the the lesson plan or the guide on the form, and then you can do it yourself and then explain what they should be doing. Uh, If you give verbal messages, this is the next bullet point. Verbal messages should be short and clear. So speak concisely. Do this, do that, do this. So you don't want to expound a lot like this podcast, for example, would not be a good example of how to give instructions to an autistic person because it's long, it's about 20 to 30 minutes, and it's a a long series of discussions. So be concise, be clear, and be brief. Lock your thumb, squeeze your ears, look down. That's pretty simple for Streamline. Uh, It's a good three physical things to do. You can demonstrate while saying it. So you're hitting up visual demonstration and verbal. And it's short. Lock your thumb, squeeze your ears, look down. All right, that's a good example of uh, using verbal messages that are short and clear. Uh, The next one, avoid using slang or jargon. Um, Use words that they understand. You may have to use jargon. Streamline is jargon. Freestyle is jargon, but if you name them and you define them and refer to them frequently, uh, then you won't n- need to be worried about that specific jargon. So, uh, as long as you're using it consistently and with enough contextual clues and understanding in simple language, then they should be able to understand this. Uh, try simplifying messages if not first understood. So, if you have a multi task activity, uh streamline first then do three strokes then stop move over and come back you may need to break it into smaller pieces streamline to me now streamline to me take three strokes and i'll pick you up or streamline to me do three strokes stand up take one step to their left or right and then so layering in so just think of if i can remove one step and then the next time they do it add that step again so if there's a multi-step activity you may have to start with the most basic chunk of it so if your activity is streamlined five strokes one breath and then a flip you may just have to do three streamlines and then three streamlines with three strokes and then three streamlines with five strokes and then with one breath and then with a flip so you're layering in things uh, and uh, making it simpler. So making the message that you're delivering to get the activity across a lot more easy to process or in a sequential order. Uh, repeat. Uh, to So respect each individual's functional needs uh, if you're working with autism. Again, this is from the book uh, Swimming, Water, Safety. Uh, basically, just each child is unique. So don't try to pinch in, uh, stuff everybody into the same autism box. Keep in mind that it's a spectrum, so nobody is the same, uh, and each person may have different unique needs, so be mindful of that. Uh, do not assume that an individual does not understand because of inappropriate behavior. They may understand, they just don't want to do it, or they don't have the social cueing and understanding to behave in a certain fashion that you expect. Uh, so they may understand, but are choosing not to or unable to have appropriate behavior. Uh, And this is the big one that I talked about earlier. Talk with parents to find out which techniques or types of cues work best for their child. You need to be having a dialogue with the parents before even the lessons begin. Uh, And this is something that most people in our program do on their own. They'll seek us out and they'll say, my child has autism. Uh, We want to work with our partner agency uh, and for an aid. Uh, But do you have anyone specifically that you're comfortable working with autistic kids? And then I give them the range of people that we have. And we have a dialogue with the instructor and the parents so we know what to expect and how best to interact with their swimmer. And then finally, be aware that many individuals have sensory challenges which may make things such as loud noises, physical contact, bright lights upsetting, and confusing. So the water itself is very stimulating. There's a lot of noise, and it may be distracting and overwhelming for them. A sensory issue is touch, sight, smell, sound, feel. Um, there's some other ones like pressure and stuff, but uh, generally, be careful. Uh, don't overreact. Try to be remain calm. Um, they, they may not understand inflection or tone, uh, so it's good to speak... Uh, monotone, which I don't have a problem with really, Uh, but uh, your delivery, your routines, uh, your warning of new things coming is all kind of entwined with the sensory challenges. So the more consistent you can be in your delivery and your description and your routines, the better able your swimmers are going to be to learn and get benefit out of your swim lessons beyond just learning safety. They're going to have fun and they're going to succeed and they're going to do well. So like I said, this is kind of wraps up the autism portion. This is on 170, 171. I'll put the link here in the show notes. Uh, But what do you think? Uh, Is this useful for you? And is this something that you're going to, that you've had experience with in your swim lessons? I'd love to hear your story working with autistic kids and how you've overcome the challenges uh, that are unique to individuals with um, on the spectrum of autism. So uh, send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com. You can connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas or on Instagram at swimmingideas. Or on the website, you can simply comment and leave a comment in the space below the show notes. Uh, Again, that's swimminglessonsideas.com. Or you can send me an email, jeff at swimmingideas.com. All right, thank you very much for listening in. And Tomorrow we can teach better lessons together. Take care and enjoy that summer.